1: Okay. It's, it's three. It doesn't mean we might not get any deals, although the fact that so little has come across the wire over the last few minutes leads me to believe we may be done. We'll see. It seems like the Knicks are not getting exactly B, and that is for sure, which I am not unhappy about if that is the case. Um, Andrew, do we have... Uh you want to get some more Super Chats in here? I was typing in the chat. We have several more Super Chats, but because it's 3
2: o'clock, I think people just tuned in as well. Oh, we okay. just got a very nice jump in uh, viewership. So how about we do a recap of what's happened
1: so far today, or more specifically, <laughs> what hasn't, it hasn't happened today. So what hasn't happened today? So if you're just joining us now, um, perhaps with... Um, Perhaps uh, may have missed even last night. We woke up today. Josh Hart is a Nick. Uh, Cam Reddish is not a Nick. Nick's obviously sent out a lottery protected 2023 picks that immediately converts to a bunch of seconds. Um, speculation of the day, Zach Levine report out of Chicago that they were talking about Zach Levine last night. And then they revisited talks today. Reports out of, the, out of New York, Steve Popperini and Bagley in particular, are that perhaps the Levine stuff was a little overblown um, in terms of any reports for that, um, and that's really it. There's been a ton of trades, but trades in which, like, I, I who's the most significant difference-making player that was traded today? Um, Memphis got who did Memphis get again? They got some wing that was that's good. What Kennard? Yes, Kennard. Well, but he's been injured. He has been <laughs> injured. I, the fact that he's the first name, like... Is it Eric so, Gordon? Is it yeah, Jake okay. Crowder? So uh, wait, like, Eric, Eric Gordon went to the... The um, Clippers. The Clippers. So the Clippers got Eric Gordon. The Bucks got Jake Crowder. You know, these are guys who are going to play 15 minutes a game for teams that are looking to maybe 20 minutes a game, looking to win a title this year. Um, Philadelphia got Jade McDaniels from uh, Charlotte. You know, but like the big moves happened last night. You know, the rush trade, the KD trade, um, nothing else. Uh, you know, Bones Highland got moved. Like it's I don't really know what else there is to say in terms of like recapping. It seems like there was a lot of talk and a lot of bigger names or bigger salaries that maybe people were thinking about moving. Guys like Christian Wood. John Collins, not coincidentally two offense first guys who you kind of have to you have to play them at the five, they're not really fives like whatever, like didn't get moved. interesting about that. Um, yeah, and that's where and a ton just again, a ton of second round picks um jumped around, and I guess the last thing I would say is that again, unless things still change. Utah, a team that people had circled, is maybe looking to move out more parts. Toronto, a team that a lot of people had circled. Toronto, as we're sitting here now, they were they are buyers. They're just straight buyers. They bought Yaka mm-hmm. Pertl. Yeah, even though they are, I mean, they're in tenth right now, you know, tied with Washington and a game in front of Indiana. So maybe it's not crazy that they're buyers. I don't know. Well, I was going to say now that you
3: brought up Toronto, like detractors. Of the Knicks will say what's their plan, right? And to me, their plan seems pretty obvious. They want to win games, they want to keep moving forward, they're looking for stars, but they're gonna do it on their terms. They they're not gonna, they don't need to be rushed into something. Toronto, what is their plan? Because right now, if they have Pirtle, someone's going to the bench. And as we were talking about this, it's it's probably gonna be Gary Trent Jr. Cause it's not gonna be Siakam, it's not gonna be Barnes. I don't see it being Ananobi. They have to re-sign Van Vliet because they didn't trade him. They have to hope for a sign and trade if they don't get that situation. Um, I just... Masai Ujiri gets a lot of credit for how he built that contender and he won a championship with him and I think that's certainly warranted. Mm-hmm. The amount of quality that has walked out of the door in Toronto and the little value that they have recouped speaks volumes. And that's a huge problem. The Bulls were they just twiddling their thumbs this whole time? Like they've done nothing. They are in the mud and they have neither, they've gone in no direction. They're stuck in neutral right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm just shocked. Like they couldn't be buyers probably because
1: you said the bulls, right? The bulls. They don't really have many assets. One of two teams not to make a move with a deadline.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And you know why I feel like they didn't make a move. Um, probably due to the fact that they're really close to luxury tax and they didn't want to surpass it. And that ownership uh, is frugal to say the least.
1: Yeah. To say the least is right. Um, So that's about it. The other thing to just
2: go through the list of people that still haven't been moved. um, Now you did, you didn't say John wall. He did get (coughs) traded to uh, Houston in the Eric Gordon, three team trade. Um, Pat Bev got traded from Obama. Um. So, Mobamba is a Laker. Um. And then, Russ' destination should be interesting. Kyle Lowry, the Heat, didn't make any significant move other than getting rid of Dwayne Dedman. and they already had Orlando Robinson taking over that backup, uh, center spot. Um. So yeah, I'm with I'm with Jeremy on this. The the Toronto side eye is kind of justified right now. I mean, you know? look, if you're the Raptors. Their fan yeah. base wants them to tank, by the way. They want to throw it
3: up. Yeah. And they're probably not, like, they could do it, but the fact that they just traded a protected first round pick next year would imply that they still want to
1: contend or at least yeah, try to compete. Yeah. Um, they're in, I mean, they're in 10th right now. They're a game behind the Bulls and they're a game and a half behind the Hawks. They are also three games back of Orlando for the fifth best lottery odds. That's what I'm saying. They're in a they're in a fascinating position, but the, I, I I I am like you're like Andrew or Jeremy. You were cautioning against let's not laugh at the Nets until we get through this trade deadline with the Knicks. I'm not going to sit here and laugh at a Toronto team that has played below their point differential all year long. They've been a better team than their record indicates, and they did. Even if it might cause some complications in the summer, they just got better. They are four games behind the Knicks. I like, would it shock you? Because I'm just saying it would not shock me if Toronto won more games than they in the second half in the, or the final third of the season than they've won thus far in terms of win percentage.
3: It's less about that. And it's more about the fact that there were so many conversations about will they move this player or that player that now yeah. they have to deal with it in the summer and it just feels messy that's big that's picture. all I'm saying I'm talking of about course. this season this it may season be an inconvenience. They, yeah right this season they yeah. could they could make the playoffs or they could finish in the lottery and have great odds for Victor Wambanyama they'll figure it, it out Um yeah my,
1: my, my point is very simply that like Knicks will not we, have a
3: deal that includes Obi Toppin at the trade deadline
1: okay um, yeah we um yeah, we could sit here right now and talk about how they, they maybe did themselves a disservice. But if, uh, you know, the Knicks somehow end up in seventh and, uh, you know, the Toronto Raptors are in eighth and the Raptors come into the garden and beat them in the play in game, none of, we're not going to care about that at that moment. You may care about that because you're big picture, but like, in the, I guarantee you the Knicks won't care about that in that moment. Probably not. Um, okay. I think that's more of a 7
2: 10 matchup, by the way. If the Raptors win the 10th, 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 10, playing game. I, I I, have not quit the Raptors all year and I'm not quitting them now. Well, it took you forever to quit the Warriors and now we'll see how long it is before the Raptors get quit on.
1: Yeah, I do want to do like a kind of a, a... We'll get through some more super chats and then we'll do kind of like a... Do we need to recalibrate the favorites and whatnot? But maybe before we get out of here, if we have time. Um, keep it going? Let's do it. Okay. Um, Before we do that, I just—I can I
3: pose one thing? Yeah, sure. go ahead. With we're, i know we still have to digest a lot of this, but when you look at all the players who are dealt, and
1: you look at Josh Hart, where does he stack
3: up in terms of the talent that has been traded and that hasn't?
1: Ooh, that's that's a good question. I think it's complicated because he's younger, and there's also the free agency thing that's hanging over. Um, his head that again, I think both of us feel like is not going to be a thing hanging over the Knicks head. Um could you argue that outside of the Durant deal, could you argue that he was the best player that got traded? Unless am I, well, am I forgetting Kyrie's name? Kyrie was traded. He I'm, is I'm still putting yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: putting Kyrie's stars. Um
1: like even thinking back to the Lakers deal last night with uh Minnesota and Utah, like who's the best player in that trade? Is it is it Mike Connelly? Is it, it, it I, yeah? Is it could, not Dilo. I'm not a big Dilo guy myself, okay. but f- uh, fine. Dilo really
3: to me is in the eye of the beholder because there's some people who absolutely feel that he's had a good season, and others who just feel he has not been productive at all. Um, I guess the way that I see it is the Knicks did trade to protect first, but if that pick doesn't convey, they've traded four second round picks. And we're seeing like a run on, you know, like five second round picks to get Wiseman and Peyton, right? Like that sort of move. So I think when you, like, it also, we don't know what second round picks they are. If we're talking about, as we mentioned, the Pistons second round pick next year, the Jazz second round pick, maybe is it the Nets second round pick? All these picks the Knicks have available to them. Is it better to say, like, the 20th, for example, 20th pick in the NBA uh, this year or, multiple picks in the 30s in the next few years. I don't really know because we don't have the information in front of us. It's just that sort of thing of weighing second round picks versus protected first round picks.
1: I think we can, I'm comfortable sitting here and saying the Knicks got the best. I Maybe some people would take D'Lo over him, but again, that was, that is a really, 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 really good Lakers pick that got them D'Lo and Beasley and Vanderbilt. The other put that trade aside, obviously, put the Durant trade aside, put the Kyrie trade aside, all the other trades. The Knicks got the best player, they gave up the best thing. Right?
3: Yeah. So Um, Pertle was a first round pick in two seconds. Oh, Pirtle.
1: I forgot. I forgot about Pirtle. Pirtle's better than Hart. Yeah. And so they gave up
3: more in that sense.
1: And then one more six protected pick next year, I would argue is a better, uh, certainly a better asset. Yeah.
3: -hmm. And then last thing, talking about teams that didn't do anything. Cavaliers
1: yeah, did nothing. I was thinking about that.
3: Yeah. Like this is a team that traded for Donovan Mitchell. They're supposed to be contending with him on the roster. They have yeah. three years to show him. You should be here. We want to keep you here. They did nothing. And yeah. if you're the Knicks and you just upgraded and you see the nets getting worse and you see the Cavs not adding to it and you see the heat, not adding to it. Suddenly you're thinking, Hey, maybe we could Get a little bit higher in the standings, which is
1: which is which why maybe I think we could they get had, as high as four and as low as where we're at right now at seven. Which is why I bet you they were. I wonder if that wasn't driving maybe some of their conversations with Chicago, but we'll see. Um, okay, Stevens Giammet keep Zach Levine far away from this team. You got your wish. Congratulations. I'm happy. I did. I did not want Zach Levine.
3: I really did. It's didn't. for the best for right now.
1: We'll deal with it this summer,
3: cap or no cap. You know, it's one of them. <laughs> oh, God.
1: June on the deadline is fucking nuts, and we still have... Oh, my God, this is how backlogged we are. <laughs> we still have 40 minutes to go. Still waiting for the Nick-related woge bomb, because I think an OB deal is coming after the tweet from Ian. Well, obviously, it's not coming. <laughs> Good news. Um, <laughs> I, well, I'm happy OB's here. I, I, I know that's... That might be a controversial opinion. Um, <clears throat> But... I am above all else, a guy who does not like to sell low. And I, you could argue that Obi Toppin's value is going to get lower than it is right now. I'm sure, Jeremy, you will argue that. I don't know that how much lower it can get will make a material difference. If that makes sense. Well, it does. So
3: here's the thing, right? Like, you don't want to sell low, but if he's still used in the same capacity that he's being used, his value will continue to drop because the time that he has left on his contract goes down. And, a and while my point ago, is do we care? We do care. We absolutely Why? should care. Why? 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 Because he's is, he is supposed to be an asset to this team. So you okay, need to no. use him in some way. In, no. A couple of weeks ago, we had the conversation where you mentioned if you bought stock for a million dollars and it dropped to $200,000, what do you do? Well, first of all, In that situation, you know what you would have done if you saw it was dropping precipitously? You would have sold before it got to 200000 Yes. You would have said, oh, this is is losing value. Let's find a way to get this off off of our books so we can bring something in that will not lose value, that can gain value. So if you're saying, I'm cool with keeping it, I don't like to sell low, but there is the risk of his salary or of his value continuing to drop, then it's a bit oxymoronic because you're expecting it to then drop inherently if he's not going to do anything different. So you might as well.
1: No, I'm pushing back in this sense. If the best trade that is out there right now today for Obi Toppin is a a second round pick or three second round picks or four second round picks. Is that worth selling on? Yes. (laughs) If, if you, what's it going to be a year from now?
3: And then when we're, what are we saying? Oh, the Knicks should have traded him and they just let him walk. And then we, we get to say, they can't believe they turned an eighth overall pick into, be, into nothing. Be, because Something's
1: better than nothing. Because of the opportunity cost of not knowing the possible other outcomes. It's not likely because he's built like a brick shithouse, but Julius Randle could twist his ankle in the game tomorrow and be out for a month or a month and a half. In which case, if they if they again, what are the chances of that happening? Is it less than five percent chance? I have no idea. But if he ever missed a significant period of time, um, and I know he's played every game this season, and they traded Obi Toppin for a hand uh, you know, two, three, four second round picks, I think people would be a little upset. And then again, we don't we probably not gonna happen, almost certainly not gonna happen. But if they found a deal this summer, Where it it made sense for them to trade out Randall and there was a path to Obi for playing minutes here next year, but they had already traded him away. Again, I'm not, there was an argument. That's all I'm saying. There's an argument. But
3: what I don't understand here, right? Okay, let's say they moved Obi. It's not like, cool, we have no one there. They could have still, they could have traded him for a worse player. And four second picks. They could have used Derrick Rose's salary. But you're the one sitting here oh, telling me he's this
1: great untapped I'm not, potential. No, no, I don't no, think no, no, no that's
3: not what I'm saying. I'm saying he is bigger than the role that he is. And I, I must be not, confused. Well, you're making it out for me to sound like I'm saying he's this star that's in the ranks. And, and he, you know, like he's the Patrick Mahomes to to the Alex Smith of the world. Not, that's not what I'm saying. But but I, I, that's not what I am saying. Okay. I am saying that if you are not giving him an opportunity that you need to then find an opportunity for him elsewhere because and you can make other moves around it because you're either saying that he has value as an insurance guy, but clearly he doesn't because we would have seen it by now. Um, and yet at the same time, if they move Randall, he's, he's ready to, to jump onto the scene, but we just said that he's not good enough because if you're good enough, you'd have more of a role. And it, it doesn't add up to me.
1: I would push back and say, that while well, I am sure that part of the reason he does not have a bigger role is because this coach does not fully trust him in the ways that this coach likes to trust players. I think that is part of it, I do not think that is the entire discussion. I think a bigger part of the discussion is the sort of system this coach likes to play, 48 minutes of room protection, and the fact that the guy in front of Obi Toppin is an NBA all-star. So do you That's see Tom
3: Thibodeau keeping this job? Uh, at this rate, yes. So then what role is there for him? S- something to re- would have to happen value. to Julius Randle. So you're but by you're, a trade just, or injury. But again, you're, you're, but
1: yes, I'm weighing the percentage still- chance that that happens versus the return today that you could get from Obi Toppin and the return today that you could, pro- that I'm assuming you could have gotten from Obi Toppin today is not worth selling and potentially having a situation where whatever percentage chance you want to say, Randall gets hurt or Randall gets traded that you wouldn't have Obi Toppin there in one of those two circumstances.
3: But it implies that there's no one else the Knicks would acquire to fill Obi's minutes whatsoever, which I don't think is fair because they had a player like Derrick Rose at their disposal to do that. That's the thing. Like, I'm not saying Eric Pashal is going to be a good player, but he is a live body who can play 10 minutes per game if he absolutely has to. They can scheme in other ways. I just...
0: Again, we're agreeing to disagree here. but.
3: But it... Okay. All right, we're not seeing it eye eye on This what I happens. know we're not because we're because see, you're seeing it in the eyes of Tibbs, and I'm not. That's that's what I feel like is. I don't think I'm seeing movie. it in the,
1: in the. I actually think I'm seeing like, it in the opposite in the eyes of Tibbs, but that's that's just me. I, uh, let's move on. Okay.
2: This new year, you've got goals and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on taking out, get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit.
1: this really my life? Well, I understand Jeremy wanting to be patient till we turn into ghosts. Oof. I don't agree with this. The reality is the clock is ticking on this front office. No, it's not.
3: And I'm not waiting for the Knicks, for all of us to turn to ghosts in order for the Knicks to do something. I just don't believe that they have to do something right now. They don't have to do something this summer. They are making improvements every single year. They are getting better as a team. We, and yes, we could talk about how the, the last year's season did not go well, right? But they retooled, they turned around, and they have sh- they put the ship in the right direction. So, uh, no, I'm not advising wait five, six years for another player. At a certain point, you absolutely need, need to make the call on these players. You need to get a star in the building. I'm a little bit more patient than others. So be it.
1: Um, Matt Lyons, does the stepian rule work for second round picks too? No, it does not. Mm-hmm. Um... And this, I speak. I, sorry, one more Bulls thing. Joe Cowley just tweeted out a couple months ago Bulls fans are going to be real thrilled when the team officially rules Lonzo Ball out for the remainder of the season by the All Star break. Maybe it happens today, but too much bad news in one day is never a good thing. It's, it's unfortunate. I just want to add one more thing
3: to the previous comment because I sure. saw another comment saying that uh, it just happened to appear that I've been saying wait since 2020. Uh, yeah, when Leon Rose took over this team. Who was good on the team? It's fair. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I would like to see the Knicks regroup and act like a functional team for three seasons, four seasons, and then they can really strike. that's that's the way i'm looking at it oh i know you're not disagreeing i'm just saying for people who think oh i'm like i'm so incredibly patient i'm just asking for an ounce of patience that we've not given to other franchises before because by this point how many of the presidents and gms that we have seen are even still here two and a half three years into the job and doing a good job at that in the last 20 years no one not a single soul so yeah a good thing's going. We can be a little bit more patient before the star comes about, because I, I don't, I don't see what star is out there right now that would make a huge difference. I have been critical. you are about it. it's not Zach Levine. Yeah,
1: I, I've been critical. All of these this other strong. teams are doing
3: great. Sorry, well, <laughs> just, just there aren't stars that are on the market that are yes. worth it. So I, what the fuck are the Knicks supposed to do, guys? <laughs> really, dude, we really what? do get I'm, passionate about this. Like, I'm passionate about it because of the fact that. We as fans just have to be a little patient, right? And we need to be a little bit more patient because if there were a star on the market and some will say, Hey, it should have been Donovan Mitchell. And I say, you know what? I respect that opinion. I don't see Donovan Mitchell in the same way that other people do. That's their prerogative. That's fine. I don't see other stars on the market right now. So I don't see how they can necessarily do it.
1: That's, um, sense. I, I have been critical of this front office, At times, in about certain things, I don't think today is the day to be critical of them in the least. Spicy colors, very spicy colors. The
3: spicy, I'm running on little sleep, jalapenos, a lot of of stuff. And I'm just tired of that idea that, you know, we can't be patient. We
1: We can, can. we can, and we will, and we have been, and we'll continue to be. Nitin Parasa, thank you for the contribution. No comment. Just contribution. Appreciate it. Thank you, Danny S. Rangers making a trade is typical Knicks. <laughs> That's great. Um, Jeremy, who would Tarasenko be? Like, what I don't follow
3: okay. I honestly don't even know where Tarasenko is. I just I remember he was a big name a while ago. So I'm not the person to ask
2: someone that knows hockey better than us, but also knows uh, basketball. In the comments, please give me a Tarasenko comp, like the Knicks just traded for blank, and we'll relay that to people if they want to know how
1: Rangers slash
2: Knicks fans feel today.
1: Man, Knicks uh, Bulls fans are not happy. Uh, Danny S. Oh, sorry, Kevin Danishevsky. What's a deal that would excite you guys? Uh, What's a deal that would have excited me? I don't really know. Honestly, after they got hard, I don't know that there was a deal out there. It was mostly I was mostly petrified about what they might do. I mean, getting any value for Rose would have been nice. That doesn't excite me though. Um, I yeah, nothing, nothing. I'm with you. Like yeah.
3: the heart move was the quote unquote exciting move.
1: I'm excited by that move. I'm very excited uh, yeah, by that move. Know,
3: 100%, yeah, hundred percent. But in terms of something else, I don't, I don't see what it would be nothing
1: exciting um <clears throat> red sarachek i'm sorry i know i brought it up uh last night but regarding our sweet sweet prince quentin grimes will his minutes be reduced seems like it's either him or rj sitting at the end of game as it is um i i mean Tibbs is definitely gonna have another choice in terms of how to close games for sure which is going to be interesting um at the very least, you know what's nice is now it's not going to be like that there's one odd man out. Now there's going to be two odd men, odd men out, you know, <laughs> which, is, which is maybe better in some ways. I think, I think the biggest question is what happens with Deuce. Does Deuce keep playing? Do they go to a 10-man rotation? I would be... I honestly might be shocked. I think that's not. I think I'm. I think I'm going to use the word. I would be shocked if Deuce continues to play in the rotation after this.
3: I know I'm putting the cart in front of the horse here, but I think you get this acquisition in mind with play-in slash playoffs, and the way that I see it is the Knicks have a starting five. Starting five is productive. They're all going to be in the rotation should the Knicks make it to bonus basketball. Who else is there that Tibbs trusts? There's Emmanuel quickly. Isaiah Hartenstein. Josh Hart. I would hope that he gets Obi top in some minutes, certainly at least to give Julius Randall a breather. I, the playoffs are a different animal as are the plan games. Deuce has not had that exposure yet. He has not been battle tested in the playoffs. I think that's maybe in the regular season, he goes to 10, maybe he goes to eight. He goes to nine when it's more important. Um, I, but rotations get pared down a bit when playoffs come.
1: Yeah, and I think... Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Um, Robert Cross, first time, long time. John, I've spent a lot of time in generating revenue. The Knicks might want to be better at not devaluing their own asses, assets. Excuse me. I misread that. Hashtag 53 wins. I think they've... Again, yeah, we have to be fair. If you look at the assets on the Knicks, we have let's say Mitchell Robinson, in no particular order, Mitchell Robinson, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, um, and Obi Toppin. I'm not, I can't go so far as to call Deuce McBride an an asset. Um, I, of those five, I think the value of Mitchell Robinson has increased. I think the value of Emmanuel Quickly has increased. I think the value of Quentin Grimes has increased. I think the value of RJ Barrett has either stayed neutral or gone down a little bit. Um, and if it has gone down a little bit, I'm not sure that's the one guy who even like the biggest RJ supporters are, are out there. I don't think the blame goes on like the team or the coach for that one. I think there's like, they've given him a to succeed and that leaves Obi Toppin. Who's one guy. I understand it's one guy that was drafted eighth overall. I understand it's one guy that inspires a lot of emotion and fair, fanfare amongst his fan base. But just like Jeremy ranted and raved about, um, you got to be you got to be fair here. I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna rant and rave, but I I am going to push back on that. It's one guy, all right. One. Well, it's also Cam. Which yes, fine. You want to throw Cam in there? I think well, that is a joint. That is a joint job between the coach and the front office.
3: Right. I'm. Look, I get that cream rises to the top. Don't get me wrong, but.
1: There also has to be the opportunity. Um, I don't, I, for one single solitary second, think that Cam Reddish is ever going to have a meaningful minute on a professional basketball court. I mean, he's already done that in the playoffs,
3: so I don't agree with that. I don't think he's going to do it again. Okay. that's that. I mean, I don't know what to make of that. I'm just... It's one thing to say it didn't work out here. Another thing to say it's just not going to have a meaningful minute for the rest of his career. It but will not work
1: out for him. What counts as meaningful? Like have a mean, like a real impact on, like wow, Cam Reddish decided a playoff game.
2: He literally we did that.
1: We also, I don't think he's like, gonna that's do it such again. a weird goalpost to set. Why?
2: Like we don't know that about Julius Randle. Like.
1: I don't think anyone is going to look back and be like, "Wow, the Knicks missed their chance with Cam Reddish." Is that simple enough to say? That's,
2: it's that's. I just, I just
1: think
3: I understand what you're saying. It just, from both the front office and the coaching standpoint, it removes culpability for how the situation was played by saying he's not going to be anything, so the Knicks can wipe their hands clean. All while we talk about, hey, I can't believe the Knicks turned the 19th pick in a draft and basically lit it on fire for what was essentially a second round pick that the Nets own in
1: 2020. It was a, it was a, it was a rough situation. It wasn't ideal. We all know back to that draft. They were trying to package those picks to move up. It didn't happen. They made the best deal on the table. I, I think the, I'm much less bothered by that than I am the decision to trade for Cam at all. Um, because it is very clear in retrospect that nobody else in the league was willing to offer what the Knicks offered. And that should have perhaps been a sign that this is not the guy to spend the first round pick on. Um, so again, the devaluation had occurred amongst 28 other teams before Cam got here, but it was only here in this situation where we talk about the devaluation The um, I'm mincing my words, but like everybody else already had a low valuation on cam in New York. It's like, Oh, you guys devalued cam after you got him here. No, the, the, the book was already out. Nobody wanted this guy.
3: Nobody was willing well, to give a first round pick for him. I'm not implying that it had nothing to do with the Knicks. Cam is yes. Obviously he didn't contribute to his own situation, but the Knicks did not do a great job of incorporating him into the fold. That's the similar situation I have with Obi. There is a no. lack of, there's a disconnect here in terms of, being able to get everyone together. Okay,
1: great. And, and that's, if, if the Knicks can If the Knicks can, turn, players, if if the Knicks can turn,
3: Obi, to, well, but top... I mean, look, to be fair, it's also a lot of the free agents that they signed, right? Last. Uh, how did
1: this in turn into a session about that the coach is once again responsible for all of the ills of this okay, franchise? Okay, you're, you're clearly taking it personally if you're saying yeah. the coach
3: when I said the coach in the front office. So if you are standing on... Well, on this hill of Tom Thibodeau, then you're taking a little bit more about, it's than I'm implying the, it to
1: be. It's not but, about but, the hill. It's about painting a fair picture.
3: But I'm, not, but I'm talking about the front office too. So either it was a Freudian slip or you're more focused on the coach when I'm not just talking about the coach. I'm talking about the coach and the front office and the disconnect. Okay. as long as, as we're keeping there. it a
1: buck, that's fine.
3: But I, I've been keeping it a buck this whole time. That's my point. It, okay. I'm not singling out the coach. I'm talking about the brain trust as a whole.
1: Uh, and, and I'm talking yes, about the players not all, being able to do the job. All parties that's are it. equally responsible, I, or share I, in responsibility. Thank. Yes, that's fine. That's including all I'm the to players. Play. That's, that's the that's the thing that we always get lost in this. I'm not the losing. Players that. Are I'm capable saying of like being good players. Yeah, I'm you not pushing back good. on that. That's
3: I, we're in agreement on that. It's yeah. talking yeah. about the whole picture here. That's really okay. it. It's not about yeah. the coach. It's not but about so the players. It's about all of them together.
1: But so, I, I feel like so often the conversation about this stuff, like to Robert's question and whatnot, that we're talking about a player like Obi Toppin, like he's a fucking potted plant that if you don't water him, he's going to die. And if you do water him, he's going to grow. No, no that's not. No, but that's how it gets talked about. That is. How it no, gets it's about. not. That's the, at least that's not how his I'm, his I comment, can't put speak, up speak his for other people. Again. I can't speak for other people.
3: I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm hand saying the comment
1: hand. that he just put up a minute ago. The Knicks do a great job devaluing their players. That speaks as if the, the player is a potted plant. Last that's year, that's the connotation.
3: Last year, how did they value their young players? Not like what, when Alec Burks well. was playing. Okay, but that's that's to Robert's point. This year, those players were able to shine, and a big part of that was because the front office said we are going to remove the mistakes that we made and let these players have the opportunity to flourish. Fine. That's his point. Yeah, it's similar this year. It's not the same because we're really mostly talking about Obi Toppin in this context.
1: What? Number one, if players are flourishing, we have no idea what went into w- making them flourish. And we have no idea how whatever did or did not happen last year contributed to the positive outcomes that we are seeing this year. That's number one. And number two, it, I don't think that goes against the point that I'm making. Yes, opportunity is part of it. But like, 15 minutes a game is still opportunity. It is not zero minutes per game. It is not five minutes per game. It is 15 minutes per game. That is not nothing. The first
3: point you made essentially, again, removes accountability from Tibbs because it's saying, Oh, I'm look, not removing if accountability. But if you're saying, okay, well, they, they needed that for their development to not play or to watch other veterans fuck around and. I'm just saying we don't poorly, know.
1: I'm saying we don't know. And but I'm you're, saying they created, the end, the they created the environment in which case fair. we don't
3: know because they weren't able to play at all. And we saw some of these players add meaningful minutes in their rookie seasons, like Emmanuel quickly. And Obi Toppin, we saw Quentin Grimes break through last year with COVID. Okay. We saw them start to improve. Start and it's to? tough. But it's, it's tough for me to see Obi Toppin in year three, and there's no path for him to keep improving.
1: Because the minutes won't increase. And, and, and my point is that perhaps the, what we're, the lack of improvement that we are seeing is not completely without fault of the player. Maybe the player just is what the player is, and maybe the player isn't that great. That's all.
3: I'm not saying it has nothing to do with the player. I'm saying if you okay, don't, then you we're the in player, agreement. We're not, but but
1: but it's fine. Okay. I, John, I don't you think we're go? actually disagreeing. What, John? You gotta um, go? I'll do. I'll do one more, and then I'll get out of here. One more.
2: One second. There's also a Mark Berman tweet that might actually speak to how Tibbs feels about Ob. Yeah, I saw it. Listen, Bourbon's Bur- living his best life. And uh, he also has like a direct line to Tibbs. So I actually think this would give us some insight as to how Tibbs is feeling. But the quote I, is, Tibbado has reservations on Obi's basketball IQ. And he notes that William Wesley is probably the reason that. Um,
1: Obi's well, that I completely is Probably with. so high. I completely agree with that. I think the reason I think Obi Toppin would have been elsewhere a long time ago. I think Obi Toppin actually, let me rephrase that. I think Obi Toppin would have never been drafted here heading up in w- worldwide West. Yeah. I also uh, agreement here. Last one. All right. Red Sarah If I'm a GM, which I am. (laughs) I'm saying to Leon, you think OB is valued so high. I'll call your bluff. GMs know they won't play him. And that hurts leverage. Um, Yes, I agree. It hurts leverage. And I agree. You're not going to pay as much as you might feel that the player is worth. But I also wonder, is there not um, a gray area? In which you feel like, okay, we really think that guy is a, a diamond in the rough. New York is valuing him more than what we know that they really value him. So we're, we do want to call their bluff, but their valuation on him is still less than what we think he is actually worth. I think there would there's a there would be a compromise to be potentially made there, and there was no compromise made. That's all because I don't think any team has. The sort of valuation on him that that some people seem to think is out there. That's all. If the Knicks value him that highly, they should play him more. That's it. I think there is I think there continues to be disagreements within the Knicks over the value of Obi Toppin, as is the case with many players.
2: Literally heard it. The coach and senior advisor disagree about him. Well, according to Mark Berman.
1: Um, because he's never had a report that's correct, right? <laughs> busy Jeremy's right, John. Longer you keep over OB lowers his value. I'm not disagreeing with that. That's the odds say that that is correct, I'm just saying it's not a certainty. That's all. Okay, I gotta go. Um, I'm gonna bid everybody a do. Thanks for watching. Uh, Andrew and Jeremy, Godspeed carrying everybody home and take it home. Yep, all right, see, see you guys, John.